the boundary that I set in every any given situation is based on principles that are valid for all, but they are applied individually. So I'll give you a very practical example. Welcome to the Grace Top Podcast. This is Pastor Josh, your host, and today we're talking about how to say no, about boundaries. What does it look like to actually have boundaries as a Christian? How do we say no? When is it appropriate? There's this idea in the Bible of self-sacrifice, of turning the other cheek, of, of, of honestly not saying no sometimes, but then there are biblical principles of when you should say no, and so we're going to talk about that. Uh, I hope it's a blessing to you. I wanted to remind you that if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or on YouTube, we have it on both of those platforms. This is a podcast, but it's also put onto YouTube. So um, if you have a preference of where you listen to it, be sure to subscribe and like the video or to uh, download the podcast so you can keep getting more um, of our of the service here. We're going to start having guests soon, and I look forward to that. So please tune into our future episodes as we have some insights from others. Uh, today, though, I wanted to talk about this topic, saying no, because as a pastor, it's often difficult to know where the boundaries are with things, how to say no. People constantly in this life want to ask us for things. And the truth is, when you first become a Christian, sometimes you feel guilty. I don't know about you, but I mean, you feel like well, I can't say no because this guy needs help, right? Every time I drive by a homeless person, I feel like I have to pull over, you know, give them money. Um, but those things just end up being not practical. If you if you live that way every single day of your life, um, you end up just being torn apart, right? The reality is, and sometimes we forgive the, forget this as Christians, is that I'm human, right? Like I'm not Jesus. I'm not God. I am part of the body of Christ. I have a role to play. Um, but we need to decide. We need to really balance. Okay, when do I give and when I don't give? And how do I think that through? Is it always good to give? Maybe not. Before we really begin, though, we need to establish kind of how do you justify boundaries in this world, right? It's difficult to know if my boundaries are appropriate or not appropriate. And we could go on and on about the specific details of when something is wrong or right. But the basic concept is before you can set boundaries. Before you can know when it's appropriate to say no, you first need to establish values. So some of those values might be like human life matters, right? That freedom matters, that I have, that God gave me freedom. So other humans should give me a similar amount of freedom according to what God has given. Um, these types of principles are important. Now, also, of course, we need to not talk about just letting people do things, but also that it's wrong for me to impose certain things on people. So anything that stops someone else from having their freedoms that I'm doing. So if I'm um, attacking them or holding them down or controlling them, then those types of things are inappropriate and it would be appropriate to say no. So the boundary, here's the key. The boundary that I set in every any given situation is based on principles that are valid for all but they are applied individually. So I'll give you a very practical example. My wife and I, you know, ministry is our life and we, we want to serve people. We want to help people. We want to change the world for Jesus. At the same time, we also need to be healthy and whole and connected as a couple, right? We need to, I need to spend time with my wife. I'm a pastor. Yes. And I need to sacrifice time for the church, but I can't say that I'm a Christian person if I'm not loving my wife. So there's a principle, right? That the family needs to come first. 
that's a principle that I believe is biblical, that I live by. And so I think anybody should live by that principle. Now, the way I apply that in my life is so sometimes someone might want me to come help them with something, come, uh, they're sick, they they're, they question about the Bible, there's an issue with leadership, they, they want to know, okay, how do we accomplish this mission, this ministry most effectively, and they want my input. Sometimes I just say, sorry, I can't make it to that, you're going to have to do that on your own. Right. Or I'll come as soon as I can. But right now I'm with my wife or I'll just say I have an appointment right now and I don't need I don't even need to explain to them what it is. I'm living by the principles that they know I hold that the church agrees with that is biblical. And I'm just saying no, because if I don't say no, then I can't say yes to my wife. Right. And I think this is a theme that will go through this whole podcast. And I think anytime you're saying no is you need to realize that if you don't say no, then you can't really say yes. If you say yes to everything, to everyone's wishes, to everyone's desires, you're going to be pulled in so many directions that your yes doesn't mean anything, that you don't have time or energy. If I said yes to every church member, to every ministry, to every desire that I even have, well, then I wouldn't have time for my wife. I wouldn't have time for our family. And then, of course, when I say yes to her, it wouldn't mean much because I have no time to give. It's the same thing for you. There are things in your life, principles that you say you live by, But if you don't say no to other things, then the things that you count as a priority will not be, well, you won't fulfill them. You won't do them. You'll treat as though everything is yes, as everything is important. And then, of course, nothing becomes important. This is no way to live. It's no way to live a meaningful life, and it's no way to live a healthy life. You just can't do it. Because once again, I am a Christian, but I am not God. (laughs) And I know that sounds silly, but... Sometimes we as Christians, when we think about giving and sacrificing, we think it, we live as though, we talk as though, we have expectations for ourselves as though we were infinite and eternal, but we are not. And so sometimes this is bred into us, like we have a family or a culture or a group of people that helps us kind of establish, right? Establish what our priorities are. What goes first? What goes second? What goes third? So for example, a very general, like for me, God comes first. My family comes second and uh, ministry comes third, right? So I need to stay connected to God so I can be with my wife and be the man I want to be for her so that I can be a pastor that is effective in the world. That's the way I kind of establish some of these boundaries. But I have to set up those priorities so then I know when to say no and when to say yes. Now, that doesn't mean that things lower on the list never get time. It just means I'm not going to allow them to suffocate the things that are higher on the priority list. So you need to say no so that you can say yes. Or in other words, if you say, if you never say no, then your yes doesn't mean anything. Another principle that has helped me when I'm talking with friends and family, especially some people, I have family members who are extremely compassionate by nature. They love others. They want to help them. They want to serve them. They're concerned about how they're feeling, how they're doing, almost to the degree that they're more concerned about other people more than they're concerned about themselves. Now, my personality, I tend to be, I tend to not be that way. I'm very aware of my needs um, and sometimes too much. We all kind of fall on, you know, a variant of, okay, am I more or less focused on others or myself? But if you find yourself to be the person who's very focused on others and how they're feeling to the place that you're so concerned that you're willing to hurt yourself for them, here's the thing. This is the principle. If you allow someone to hurt you, you're actually allowing them to hurt themselves. And I know this is, you know, kind of twisted, but think about it. 
if I know that what person that, you know, Joe is doing to me is hurting them, then, and I, and, and I'm allowing it because that's what they want to do. Well, then I'm allowing them to hurt themselves. And I know that, uh, it's not direct, but it helps people. If you're very focused on compassion and you're worried about how that person is feeling, well, it's like, you know, that what they're doing is wrong. So let's say that a man, um, is getting like, uh, is getting mad towards his wife and, and treating her horribly. Every time he gets angry, he just screams at her because it makes him feel better. It lets him get out the stress. And she thinks, well, I need to let him do that because that's what he wants to do. And I need to, I need to be loving. It's like, no, no, no. Allowing him to treat you badly is actually bad for him. Right? This principle goes both ways. If he's hurting you, it's hurting him. It's hurting his heart. It's hurting his character. It's hurting his influence. It's changing who he is. It's hurting your relationship, et cetera, et cetera. And you know that. And so, you're not being selfish when you set boundaries because it's good for them. If they're taking advantage of you, it's bad for them. So not allowing them to take advantage of you is good for them. And it's important to remember that if you're a compassion, very compassionate, um, others-focused type person, because sometimes we can get so focused on what they want that we think that just because they want it, it's good for them. It's like, that's not true. And you know that's not true because you know it for yourself. Sometimes you want things that aren't good for you. Well, so do they. They want to do things and be selfish. And if you allow that, well, then you're allowing them to hurt you. And you're allowing them to hurt themselves. So now a good controlling way to measure that is to judge it from a third person's perspective. Kind of think like, if it wasn't me who was being hurt by this person, let's say it was my friend. If my friend was being hurt by this person the way I'm being hurt by this person, would I want to stop what's happening? And if the answer is yes, well, then you you have the right to stop it. You have the right to say no. We have the right to stop people from hurting us because it's wrong for them to hurt us. It's bad for them to hurt us. And it's bad for us, of course, to hurt us. So keep that in mind. Another good consideration to realize is that biblically, not everyone is identical. We are all are all equal in the body of Christ. We are all important. We are all valuable, but we are not identical. Uh, the way Paul talks about this is as if we are the body of Christ. Some of us are the hands, some of us are the feet, some of us is are the is the mouth, some of us is the head, right? And you have these different talents. Some people are good at building, fixing, doing things, right? Uh, creating. Some are good at working hard, doing a lot, right? That might be the feet, so to speak. Some of us go are good at speaking or teaching or preaching, and that would be the mouth. Some of us are theologians and can think deeply and passionately, and well, that might be the brain. And of course, these things overlap, but here's the point. Sometimes we say no, because if I say yes to everything, then I'm not allowing other people who might be better at that thing to do it, right? As a pastor, people come to me all the time and say, Pastor Josh, you should do this ministry. You should do that ministry. And my response almost always is going to be, wow, that is a great ministry. How can I help you accomplish that? Because if God is calling that person to do that thing, then probably they should do the thing. And if they don't have the skills to do the thing, if they're not the person who should do it, then we need to find the person who is doing it. Just because it's a good idea and I'm the pastor doesn't mean I should be doing it. I don't have the talents for everything. So that gives me the right to say no, because if I said yes to everything, other people wouldn't get to do it. I'm actually stealing the blessing of them getting to do that thing. So doing good things, even you can say no to why, because number one, you might not be the right person to do that. And you might not even be talented to do it. Or if you are, then there's someone else maybe who could be doing it. Number two, if you're doing that thing, then you're not doing something else, which means if you're, you, if you're doing something that you're not gifted to be doing, then you're wasting time because you, you're being inefficient. You're being 
and you're getting in the way of other people. And instead, you could be doing the thing that you're called to do, where your ministry is. Now, of course, when, I, I, I want to clarify when we first start, you know, our lives as Christians or in any skill, we don't know exactly where we fit in. We don't know exactly where our best talents are. So it's not like we're going to jump in and be super efficient right away and know exactly what we're great at. Um, I actually fell upon the fact that I was good at preaching on accident. But once I realized that, well, then I, I directed my life more that in that way, right? Because I saw where God's gifts are. And so I had to say no to other things that I really would like to do and maybe enjoy. But I said yes to other things um, because those were where my gifts were. Those were where the meaning was. Those are the things where I would make a difference. And I wouldn't be stealing the blessing of other people who could be doing the other things because that's where their gifts are. So it's a good balance, right? To realize like, I'm not good at everything. I might know people who are good at things and I can direct them and help them and guide them. Maybe you're a good leader, right? Well, a good leader shouldn't be doing all of the ministry or all of the service or all of the job, right? A good business owner doesn't do every part of the business. Rather, they find people who are good and they help them get it done. And so you can think of it that way. Think, okay, I don't need to do every good thing just because it can be done. I can say no because I have other things to be doing that are more important for me because of who I am in my situation. As Adventists, we often talk about the Sabbath, and I wanted to point out a, a perspective that the Sabbath brings us. In both times that the Sabbath command is given in the Old Testament, in Exodus and Deuteronomy, you're, it reminds us that, well, not only is it that you're not supposed to work, but that your servants and the people who are within your gates, if you have a guest in your gates, they don't have to work either, right? They all get freedom on the Sabbath. And this idea is that I can say no because I'm I'm responsible for the way my life, my, my power, my authority affects the lives of other people. So sometimes I can say no, not because it's about me, but because I, th I have to think of the broader perspective, right? So let's think of a, a, a mother who has children and I'm the pastor and I want her to come serve at the church. Well, serving at the church is a great idea, and I think more people should do it. Very few are doing it currently, and those who are doing it are hugely blessed. But sometimes I would say, maybe that mother needs to say no, because her saying yes to me means she can't say yes to her children. And this kind of goes back to, you know, you can't be everywhere at all times and say yes to everything. But it's also because how is that going to affect her children when she doesn't prioritize her family and she prioritizes church? Well, now her children are learning a pattern and the way it's affecting her children and her grandchildren and, her, and the friends of her children. So the way I organize my life affects everyone around me because I'm creating priorities. I'm creating a certain culture by the choices I make. And for you to do that effectively, for you to make wise choices and be able to set boundaries, you need to be able to say no. So taking this um, responsibility into consideration means that I have more reason to say no, because if I don't say no, I'm going to be led astray. I'm going to be just kind of going in the wind and the consequences will definitely be clear, will be noticed, will be effective. Right. And I don't want it to happen on accident. I want to be purposeful in the way I live my life. Right. So um, it points out how my influence in my situation and the responsibility I have creates consequences, my actions, my choices, my lifestyle has consequences. So it's not only about me, it's about those around me. There's a beautiful text in the book of Matthew uh, chapter 5 verse 37 where Jesus says, let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. In fact, some versions say that it comes from the evil one, from Satan himself. Um, now either way, 
it's not good to try to mince your words, right? When Jesus says, yet your yes be yes and your no be no, he's saying, speak clearly, be direct. And this is more of a guide of how to communicate. So when I say no, I need to be clear about it. It's much better to just be direct about your situation and about where you stand on something than to kind of be flexible and when in your mind you're really not flexible. Like someone says, hey, Pastor Josh, can you do X, Y, Z? And I say, well, let me look into it. We'll see. Or maybe I can. I don't know. But the reality is I know I'm not going to do it or that I don't want to do it. I need to be clear about yes or no because I'm making false promises. I'm manipulating people. And honestly, usually when it comes to not saying no, like when I want to say no, but I don't, it's usually because of fear, right? It's usually because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt somebody. They're going to be mad at me. They're going to be disappointed. But the truth is, if someone doesn't respect your no, then they really don't respect you. If someone doesn't respect your no, then they don't respect you. Now, that doesn't mean that they might, you know, they might seek to understand why, right? You, someone asks you out uh, for, for dinner and you say no, they might want to know why. Um, it's, if it's a friend, if it's uh, a coworker, if it, it, they might want to know why. If your boss wants you to stay late and you say no, they might want to know why. Um, and, and that's understandable. But if they just won't see that what you're saying is reasonable and, and, and just, then they're really not on your team right? They don't want what's best for you if you've shown clearly that what you're saying is what's best for you. So it's okay. Speak directly. If you say yes, follow through. If you say no, don't do the thing. But don't go kind of in the middle where you're, you know, you're, I don't know, I'm not, but you really do know, right? And often it's, okay, I'm going to make a promise. I'm going to say yes, or I'm going to say no, but I'm going to kind of add a bunch of, well, uh, yes, but maybe not because, and then you try to add all of these like contexts and but what ifs and this, and you're just trying to manipulate the situation. And here's the thing, you're oftentimes in my life, when I don't say yes or no, it's because I'm trying to get out of something. I'm trying to manipulate someone. I'm trying to look better in their eyes than I really am, whatever it might be. And all of these things are selfish motives. And I think that's what Jesus means when he says anything else is from the evil one. It's like, when I'm adding to yes or no, um, and it's just, it's not really meaningful. It's just me trying to be wishy-washy. It's, it's motivated by fear and doubt and selfish motives. And I think it's better in 99.9% .9 of circumstances to just be direct. Now, it doesn't mean to be rude. It doesn't mean to be unkind, but be direct. Oftentimes, that's the kindest thing you can do. A little side note is boundaries are not about what happens to other people financially, spiritually, physically in their life. There's an example where Peter sees John the disciple and he's, he says uh, to Jesus, he says, Lord, what about him? Talking about John and about how his uh, future will be. And Jesus says, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me, Jesus says. Jesus told Peter, you're all worried about John and if he's going to die before the second coming. What does that have to do with you? Why are you so concerned about John, right? And the truth is, when I say no or yes, um, I'm allowing other people's concerns about me to change my response. 
So someone else might think that I'm not spiritual if I don't do this ministry. Someone else might think I'm not a Christian if I don't go to Bible study instead of going and taking care of my children. Someone might think X, Y, Z. And see what happens is you're actually not following Jesus when you know what is right to do and you don't do it because of the outside view of other people, right? And I get that temptation, right? I have fallen prey to that many times. But the truth is we underestimate how how wrong it really is because I know what I should do. But because Betty or John think, well, that's not what I would do, then we then we don't do the right thing. Then we don't do what we know we should do. And there are consequences, right? It hurts other people. It hurts my life. And it keeps me from doing the right thing. So don't, don't allow other people's unjust concerns change your life. If they're worried about things that they shouldn't be worried about, let them worry. Let them think. Let them assume. But you do what you know is right, right? Stand up under your own, you know, on your own feet for what is right. Don't let the random concerns of others. You have a relationship with Jesus. You have a relationship with your family. You have a relationship with your job. And you're the one responsible for making those choices. Now, of course, we get guidance. We get insight. We get wisdom from others, right? I'm not saying that it's like some individualism where I don't at all take into consideration the views of others. Other people have insights and they might have wisdom and they might know God or his word or the truth or the job or the family better than me in some way that will help me have insight. Okay, so that's absolutely true, yes. But ultimately, don't allow those concerns, if they're unjust and you know what is right, to sway you. Stand up for what is true. Now, as a young pastor, people often uh, kind of pick on me, Ugh, not directly, indirectly. They'll, they'll say things like, wow, pastor, without that beard, you'd look like you were 15, right? They kind of jab at me for being young. And, uh, you know, I'm almost 30, so I'm not super young, but I'm definitely not old. And it's true. I'm young, right? I have youth. And the Bible says this, let no one despise you. This is 1 Timothy 4. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity, right? Set an example. So this is Paul talking to one of his students, basically T Timothy, and he's saying, okay, yeah, those, those elders, those older people are looking down on you because you're young and they're unwilling to listen to you because you're young. And Paul says, don't let them do that. Let no one despise you because of your youth. So this is Paul saying, those people have a view of you. Don't allow it to first change how you see yourself. right? Because despising someone affects how they see themselves, or at least that's the goal of it, right? But Paul's saying, don't do that, right? You, need to, you can stand up for yourself. I'm a Christian. I know Jesus. He has given me gifts. He's given me love. He's given me a calling. He's given me talents. And I'm going to use them no matter how old you think I should be, no matter how too young you think I am, etc., etc. I'm not going to let you, who's had a different life from a different situation, who doesn't know me or understand me or even really care about me, I'm not going to let you decide who I am. Jesus decides who I am. You don't decide who I am. So Paul says, let no one. I'm not allowing this. That's what Timothy would respond. I know, elder, that you think X, Y, Z about me because I'm 25 and I'm not 75. That's fine. But I still love you. You're still my brother in Christ. And I'm still going to do the things that God's called me to do. Let no one despise you. So there is this reality where I can stand up for biblical truth because it's biblical, because it's God's word, because it's not about me, right? 
I'm standing up for the truth because the truth sets us free. Not only me, but the person who's judging me. So Paul has no problem telling Timothy to stand up for himself. And, and the truth is, if, if Timothy didn't stand up for himself, what would happen to the ministry that Timothy was doing? Like he could literally people could not learn about Jesus or salvation because some older person thinks that Timothy's too young. That's insane. That would be horrible. And sometimes I, I doubt that those under older people in Timothy's uh, life really understood the effect it was having and how negative it was. But Paul says, nope, don't allow that. Nope, we're not doing it. Don't let anyone despise you. So we've covered a few principles. Um, you know, and the truth is it's hard to know how to apply these principles. But the first thing is we need to establish boundaries. We need to see the values, biblical values of what is good, what is just, what is right. And I think a lot of people in the world struggle to set boundaries because they don't have a firm you know, grasp of what is true. Because the truth is, if I don't know the truth, then it's really hard for me to stand up solidly and passionately for what is right. If I don't realize that I'm a son of God and that you're a daughter of God or a son of God, then how can I say no to you? Because it's just your opinion versus mine. But that's not what's happening biblically. What's happening biblically is God has set things up a certain way. And think there are things that are right and things that aren't right. So when I'm saying no, when I'm setting boundaries, it's not random. It's not because I just think so, and it's not selfish. The idea is I set boundaries that go in line with the principles of God. Another main principle we covered is that allowing others to hurt me is actually allowing them to hurt themselves. So when I set boundaries so that other people aren't hurting me, I'm helping them too. Because they're not respecting God's ways. They're not respecting themselves. They're not respecting me. And to allow that actually hurts them. Now, I'm not responsible for their whole, you know, uh, spiritual life and their whole moral life, and I'm not responsible for that. But it's good if you're overly compassionate and you think you're helping somebody by allowing them to hurt you, you're actually not. You're hurting them. You're allowing them really to hurt themselves. And that's horrible. So it's not compassionate to allow people to run you over. It's enabling. And oftentimes, it's more about fear, right? You're afraid you're going to get rejected. You're afraid they're going to get mad at you. You're afraid, etc but for their sake and for yours and for the sake of what is right, it's okay to say, nope, I'm not allowing this anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you want to do this, but it can't happen. I'm sorry you want me to do this, but I'm not going to. It's okay to set boundaries. It's good for you. It's good for them. It's good for everybody. A way to apply that is to think of it from a third person perspective. If it's if it's hard to, you know, you're in the situation. So imagine yourself if it was your friend and not you who was being hurt. Someone you love. Would you allow someone to do this to someone you love? If the answer is no, then you shouldn't allow them to do it to you. You can say no. You can walk away. You can stop it. You have the right. It is good. Please do it. Another is that if even if it's a good thing, it's okay to say no to good things sometimes. Say no because you might not be the right person in the right situation at the right time. There's somebody else who might do a better job. There are lots of reasons why just because it's a good thing doesn't mean to be my thing. I can, I can set it aside. I can wait. I can let someone else do it. It's good. A good principle of how to do it effectively is to let your yes be yes and your no be no. That is, speak clearly. Once you know the principles you stand on, once you know what is right or wrong, and you've talked to friends and people you love and trust about it, and you've gotten advice and insight from them, speak clearly to those who aren't respecting you. Speak clearly to those who you want to say yes to and stand for what you've said you will do and stand against what you said you will not do. 
Because honestly, usually if we're not doing that, we're just trying to manipulate the situation out of fear or doubt or frustration or selfishness. Don't allow that to happen. Let your yes be yes or your no be no. Another principle is that boundaries aren't about the spirituality of others, right? If, if somebody is judging me because I'm not or I am doing something they wouldn't do, that's okay. They can judge. They, whatever they want to do, that's not about you. Don't allow their judgment to manipulate you because they don't see the full picture as you do. They're not in your shoes. They're not responsible for the resu results of this situation. Your life is going to affect all of the people around you, and you want to live the life that you know is going to be the best result for everyone around you, not for the best result that your grandma or grandpa or your cousin or your person at work or your church member, whatever they think. No, no, no. They're not responsible for that. It's you. You're the one who's responsible. So stand up for the right because it's not about what they judge. It's about what God thinks. What are actually God's principles in this situation? And apply those justly with wisdom and patience and kindness, and God will bless you, right? It will be a blessing for everyone around you. And the last principle we talked about was how Timothy was told by Paul to let no one despise him. Don't allow people to change your view of yourself or to treat you poorly in public. This type of thing should not be allowed. It's okay for you to say no. So I'm a young pastor, and some people might get mad at me for being a young pastor. But they say, Pastor Josh, you're too young. You don't know. Da 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 da. -da. You haven't had children. You whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, but I'm still called by God. I still have gifts that I need to exercise, that I want to exercise. I still have a life to live. I'm not going to. I, I have wisdom to learn from you. you. You can be my friend and guide me and help me. But I'm not going to allow you to despise me. In other words. Paul is telling Timothy, it's okay to say no, even to your elders. Now, he does specifically tell Timothy to be an example, to set the believers an example, right? In speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. So my life needs to back up what I'm saying. I can't just tell everybody to, you know, get out of my life and then go do whatever I want and then think that that's not going to be a negative thing. Well, of course it is. If I set myself up as a spiritual leader or as a person who knows what's best, but then I'm doing a bunch of foolishness, it's like, that doesn't make sense. I need to be consistent, right? I need, I need to do what I say I'm going to do and not do what I say I'm not going to do. And so um, God will help us in this process. And I think that's ultimately what this comes down to. You're a child of God. You're responsible before God not before other people. And they may be your friend. They may be your parent. They may be your grandparent or a random stranger who you who you respect, who you see as wise, as, as having a good perspective on things. But they're not you. They don't have your gifts or your mind or your heart. or They're not you. It's okay for you to go against them. It's okay for you to say no. Because if you don't say no, you can't really say yes and it mean anything. So I pray that God will bless you as you apply these things. One last thing I want to mention is that we are continuing to do more on the Grace Top podcast. We're going to have more and more episodes, and I'm going to start having guests on. And these guests are going to have great insights. Some of them are going to be theologians and pastors, and um, some of them are going to be fathers and parents, and some of them are going to be just lovers of the Bible who want to know God's word more deeply. The goal of the Grace Top podcast is to apply it to our daily lives. So be sure to download, to like, to subscribe to this channel, because we want want you to be able to, to see all this content. Um, I'm making it so that you know we can process these things. I know there's a lot of biblical verses. There are a lot of questions out there. And the whole point is to have a discussion, a conversation. 
And with that, I want you to make sure to comment things. If you have, if I said something that didn't make sense to you or sounded wrong, or if it brought up a question, be sure to ask it. And I'll try to include it in a, uh, like a, I might do an episode where we ask, you know, where we answer questions that people are asking and go through those things. Or we might make a whole episode out of some questions if it's, you know, if it's profound enough. So anyways, God bless you on your journey with God. Enjoy the Grace Top Podcast.